Hi everyone and welcome to Val Talks Pets, the forum for pet parents and enthusiasts alike. Having been in the pet industry for almost 10 years now, I am going to share with you issues and questions that arise as I work with pet parents on a day-to-day basis. I am not a veterinarian, but I do have certifications in canine, feline, small animal, fish and herptile, and avian health and nutrition from the University of California, Davis Extension. Hello and welcome to this episode of Val Talks Pets. This episode is all about keeping our furry friends clean and presentable. And I'm super excited to include an awesome interview with professional groomer Christine Santon of The Spa Grooming Salon. All pet owners know if you want a pristine house that is free of cat or dog hair, paw prints, litter odor, shavings odor, pet ownership is just not for you. All of our furniture is covered with pet throw covers and there's a towel on the bed. There are pet beds strategically placed and there is hair. The main culprit for the hair is our Husky Shepherd who is affectionately known as part German Shedder. And of course, being part Husky, he likes to dig a hole in the dirt and lie in it. So keeping our animals clean and brushed and clipped and trimmed, nails and all, can be a challenge. So what is the best way to keep our furry companions clean and presentable? When it comes to cats, bathing can be quite a challenge. There are some professional groomers that specialize in bathing cats, and some groomers will do cats as part of their service, but many groomers will not do cats. So make sure you phone around to find out if having your cat professionally groomed is possible. If you are going to go the bathe-at-home route, some people choose a dry shampoo for their cats. This can be in the form of a foam that you rub into the cat's fur and then brush when dry. Or you can try putting kitty in the sink and go for the full out wash and shampoo. This is when it gets tricky. Most cats, and I say this because there are always exceptions, do not like to get wet and are afraid of running water. Now, I have personally bathed quite a few cats in my time. I have had to bathe stray cats that are covered in fleas and dirt, senior cats that cannot keep themselves clean anymore, and cats that have been skunked. I'll tell you what I've done, and if anyone else has a trick for bathing cats, please feel free to share on my website. I have found that bathing a cat works best in the sink and is made a lot easier if you have a sprayer nozzle. I have tried putting a rubber type mat on the bottom of the sink so they do not slip, but it has to be one that allows the water to keep draining. Putting a cat in a sink full of water will never go well. I also find that because cats like warmth, I make sure the water temperature is quite warm. I have found that when I bathed my senior cat in nice warm water, he quite relaxed. It must have felt really good on those old bones and muscles. In general, the warm water seems to be one of the tricks to getting cats bathed. 
It also helps if you have an extra pair of hands when bathing a cat. They can grab anything with those dexterous paws and claws and haul themselves out of the sink in seconds. So a pair of hands to hold Kitty down will be a major contribution to success. So once Kitty is wet, I turn off the water and do the shampooing. Then rinsing is going to take a bit of time because no matter how much you towel dry your cat, he or she is going to go into the most indignant licking and grooming. So we do not want any residual soap on their fur. Okay, so once the rinsing is done, I squeeze out excess water from the body and tail and transfer into a towel. Have a few towels ready because they will get wet fast. At this point, I figure Kitty has had enough and let him go off to lick and give me dirty looks. Once the cat is somewhat dry, I'll attempt to do a brushing. So the question remains, however, is it important to bathe a cat? Generally speaking, cats do not need to be bathed. They have the ability to keep their fur clean on their own. But depending on whether there are health conditions or they have rolled in something they just cannot clean or they have were skunked or they have long hair that keeps getting matted, bathing may be a good idea. Your cat may not need bathed, but brushing is a good idea to get dead fur out and keep the skin stimulated. Brushing will cut down on the dander and hairballs. Plus, this is a good opportunity to check for any abnormalities that may require a vet visit. Trimming of their nails is also a very important thing to keep up on. One of my cats grows nails right before your very eyes, it seems, so I trim his about every two weeks. So let's take a look at bathing and grooming our little friends. First and foremost, remember, you can never bathe a chinchilla in water. They have their own dust that can be purchased. Rabbits. Can you or should you bathe your rabbit? Well, Yes, you can. Bathing a rabbit is the same as bathing a cat. Use nice warm water, not too cold or too hot, a non-slip mat, and towels on hand. Don't submerge them in water as this could produce shock. So just the same as cats, rabbits do a great job keeping themselves clean. So only in certain circumstances will you need to bathe your rabbit. Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs can be bathed as well, but again, they clean themselves, so the need to bathe is rare. If you have a long-haired guinea pig that requires bathing, follow the same advice for cats. Again, just like rabbits, it really needs to be a needed bath, not something you would do routinely. When it comes to hamsters, if you really need to bathe something out of their fur, it is probably best to use a wet cloth and cleanse that way. If shampoo is needed, use it sparingly and rinse well. Ferrets tend to be bathed a bit more because often ferret owners will use special ferret shampoo to cut down on their musky odor. So yes, bathing a ferret can be done a bit more routinely, but not overdone. Hedgehogs they can swim, and some seem to like to float about in an inch or two of water. 
Once the hedgehog is calm in the water, you can shampoo his belly and quills and rinse. Remember to never leave your pet alone when bathing and always use a pet-appropriate shampoo. Human baby shampoo is made for humans, so the pH is not the same for animals. Remember to brush your pet often and keep those nails trimmed. So one of the biggest group of pets that get bathed and clipped and primped are dogs. Dogs of all shapes and sizes and breeds, if taken care of well, do end up getting bathed. Some people with bigger dogs like to backyard bathe with the hose. And I've done this too, but let me be very clear. We hook the hose up to the laundry tubs so the water is a nice temperature. I would never turn a cold hose on the dog for shampooing. I've heard of people who use a plastic kiddie pool to bathe their dog, and some wrestle their dog into the tub and go for it, doggy shakedown and all. But when it comes to really addressing a good grooming, a professional groomer is your best bet. Some dogs of certain breeds really need to see the groomer on a regular basis because their coats need trimming as their hair grows. Most people are not comfortable doing a proper cut and trim, so they leave it to the professionals. And leaving it to the professionals is the best practice because attempting to clip with electric clippers or scissors can go very wrong if you are not experienced at this. Some very serious wounds and injuries can be done to your dog with clippers and scissors if you don't know what you are doing. So if you have a dog that requires clipping, please see a professional. Other dogs that may not need coat trimming benefit greatly from a professional bath as well because dogs with undercoats will shed and shed and getting that undercoat brushed or blown out at the groomers cuts down significantly on the shedding. Other benefits of being at the groomers is to get those nails trimmed anal glands expressed, ears cleaned, and a good overall check for lumps or bumps. So, as I said, I sat down with one of the best groomers I know, Christine Santon. Christine is the owner and senior stylist of The Spa Grooming in Southwest Ontario, Canada. Christine has over 17 years experience and has a true passion and artistic eye that makes her an exceptional professional dog groomer. She has mastered the patience in handling very difficult and or nervous dogs with a soothing energy to bring some calmness to the overall grooming experience, providing a very high level of personal care. Hi everyone. I have ventured out to beautiful Caledon in southwestern Ontario to the Spa Grooming Salon to have a chat with one of my favorite people on the planet, Christine Santon. Christine is a senior pet stylist and owner and operator of the Spa. Christine, welcome to Val Talks Pets. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. We love uh, that you guys chose us to be part of your show. Oh, I'm so glad you you were were together to have a little chat about this. So I was just thinking, do you realize that we have known each other now for almost eight years? Yeah, <laughs> it has been that long. It has. God, time just flies. It really does. I was I was thinking, when did we meet? And, and yeah. we met over doing uh, getting together to do nail clipping clinics. That's right. And um, yeah, and I was thinking that's going on to eight years now. Just wild. It's, 
Time yeah. flies by. And I was thinking also, at the time, you were really getting your business going at that time. Yeah, so when did you actually launch the spa? Uh, so the spa's been um, 10 years going now. Okay. Um, so we kind of met when I was like a year and a half into it. Um, and then we just kind of grew from there. I kind of started out solo and, you know, then I had some one person come on board and... You know, now we're running a full-fledged retreat. Oh, my God. I, you know, it was true because it was just you yep. doing your grooming. And you had, did you have your small salon in the house at the time? I did, yeah. It was, con- yeah, it was yeah. connected to the to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, we have our own building on the property. and Yeah, you built a huge spa. Actually, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. So you built this whole new building and everything. So I remember when you were building that. What exactly have you got everything in there that you can, you have for your pets? So that come yes, in? we, I think we covered it all. We have our stylist team. We have a doggy daycare where dogs can come and they can, they can burn out all their energy. We have all groom trails that we take the dogs for hikes on. Um, we also have a boarding facility. Um, and I mean, we can take dogs from all kinds of temperaments. If there's a dog that really doesn't get along well with other dogs, they still get to go out on their walks. And, you know, and then we have our group of daycare dogs that uh, can just play all day. And the boarding dogs can be included in the daycare oh. as well, which is nice. So they just don't have to sit in a kennel all day. They can be out and have fun and tons of treats and lots of love. <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing, too, I'll just mention, because your property is out in this beautiful area here so you've got trails everywhere yeah. they're all out in the forest and yes yeah very so peaceful it's very peaceful it's, <laughs> yeah the wind is blowing right now but it's, yeah. it's very peaceful it's yeah. beautiful out here yeah they're lucky dogs yes yeah we love to have them we're lucky to have them it makes it a stress-free environment <laughs> that's true what a nice way to work right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah I was um I was thinking though um how long or what made you get into grooming? I think I saw on your uh, website that you've been grooming for 17 years plus. Yeah. So how did you get started into grooming? Well, I always loved styling hair. And, um, you know, I just always connected with animals more than people. So. <laughs> kind of know that feeling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I just always started, you know, playing around with my own dog, my childhood dog, who was kind of my guinea pig at the time. And, um, my God, she had all kinds of different haircuts, that poor girl. Um, so anyways, we, that was just kind of the path that I knew I was going to go on. And I've never worked anywhere else other than being a groomer. Really? And, um, it's just my passion. I just love it. And, um... I just always wanted to make dogs feel comfortable, make them feel pretty, just uh, give back to their every because that's one thing I really wanted to talk to you about actually, and I'm going to ask you about that when you're grooming. I'm going to hold that question for a second yeah. because I also noticed that on you, you are um, pet first aid and CPR certified. Yes. So what exactly did that entail, and for your what you did to um, become that? Uh, yeah, so it's, it is a course that you have to take, um, and it, it does expire. So you do have to go, um, every two years just to get a freshen up. Um, and it's, I think it's really important that all the staff do require that. Oh, all your staff is too. Yeah. And, um, 
especially with the daycare and the boarding. I mm. mean, you never know what, what could happen. There could be a tip. And I mean, that's true. You, you have to, um, react fast and know what to do. So, yeah. so having that on, um, on your belt really helps. Yeah, no, that's a, I noticed that and I thought, you know what, that's, I wonder how many places, that's a really good thing, taking your pet to a place and you know yeah. that everybody in there has that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so actually I was thinking about what you just said about the, making them so comfortable and everything and I have watched you in action. Yeah. And I, we call you the dog whisperer <laughs> because nobody has the ability to calm a dog like you do. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if you wanted to let us in on some of your secrets that you have for calming dogs. Yes. I've seen you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, dogs come in with all kinds of temperaments. Some, you know, a little bit fussy, high anxiety. Um, I think just walking in with a positive attitude, always staying calm. Um, the dogs really pick up on the energy that's in the room. So just always staying calm is the key, um, the key thing to keeping them calm. And even just talking to them throughout the grooming, just telling them it's going to be okay, telling them what you're going to do, mm. you know, if you're going to do nails and then do the ears next, and just constantly positive reinforcements yeah. almost um, help guide them through it. Because grooming is not something that dogs love, and it's not natural for them to get groomed. Yeah, so we have to true. make it um, the least stressful yeah. as possible. Yeah. I was thinking maybe there's like some Reiki involved, like if you're giving some sort of calm energy to them, is that what you're doing? Um, I like to feel like I'm portraying calm energy. Um, there are a lot of uh, Reiki courses out there that um, you, are pet Reiki courses. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that I haven't taken, but um, I'm definitely open to it. But I think I have the calming natural ability already to keep you the do. dogs um, nice and calm, even, even, um, the ones that are a little bit testy and there's a lot of things that they don't like. Yeah. You have to, I mean, they're all different, right? Yeah, it's true. And this is the, this one I'm always talking about in these episodes is that what works for one does not work for another. It's very true. They're always different. Yep. You yep. know, and, uh, some of them, they have no problem jumping in the tub and having a bath. That's right. Oh my God. But some, not, not everyone. No, they don't. And to be honest, I love the more challenging ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, it's such a satisfaction knowing that you got the job done safely, calmly, and the dog leaves with his tail wagging is, um, is the most happiest moment of my job. Just really? knowing, yep, that the dog leaves happy, the customer's happy, and it's just the best part of my day knowing that I helped a challenging dog through yeah. its stressful time during grooming. Aww. But we try to make it stressful. Yeah, try, try. <laughs> exactly. We try we very try. hard. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, people people absolutely, like, adore you, as you, you know. And when you took some time off for um, your, your first child, I thought people were going to lose it. They're like, <laughs> what? She's not going to be able to be here? What am I going to do? You know? They're <laughs> yes. so... So they become... Uh, the, the pet parent becomes really attached to you. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I think that's another key thing is, you know, building a relationship, not just with the dog, but with, with the owner. 
you know, so if you do notice anything surfacing on the dog and you get to know the dog really well, you can notice yeah, if he has hip problems mm. or joint problems. And I mean, um, that relationship's open to talk to the owners and yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was worried that people were gonna leave me too when I was <laughs> off on mat leave, but um, no, they hung yeah, in. Yeah, they, they came waited. right back. Oh. They were so patient and so loyal, and yeah. I'm so grateful that everybody came back. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a huge testament to you because that's they waited. They were just when she, when's Christine coming back? Yeah. So yeah, they were really that's that just shows you um, when you make that connection with their pet and then with them. Yeah, it's like getting your own hair done, right? You like to stay with your own hairstylist. Yes, right? it's very, very true. Yeah. And I remember that day um, you, I brought mine in, and you, all you did was ring your, you ran your fingers through his ruff in, and two seconds. Oh, he has a tick. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, you <laughs> me and my that? staff. Yeah, we are just. It's like we have a special uh, tick radar. It's, it's true. The tick radar. The flea radar, the hotspot radar, like yeah. we're just, we're constantly feeling and touching and, you know. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And I, now I know um, what to look for. And he's only had, uh, he had one tick this season. Yeah. That's it. Um, of course, he's on a different uh, tick stuff. But, mm. but yeah, that's, you do have to be that, that detective fingers to find it's those. It's very true. Yes. <laughs> Like, well, I wanted to actually talk to you a little bit more, um, some specifics about grooming. Yes. Uh, so I can't think of a better person to ask. So, uh, what exactly are some of the, um, benefits, health benefits to having your dog professionally groomed? Having your dog done on a regular basis helps keep a lot of, um, pre-existing conditions at bay. A lot of dogs suffer from ear infections, eye infections, skin issues, some dogs' toenails grow extremely fast. Yeah. Um, so keeping those problems stay at bay and less trips to the vet. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yes. Definitely less trips to the vet. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the skin things going on. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And um, we always recommend if your dog does have uh, bad skin issues, you can always get um, a medicated shampoo from mm. the vet. Uh, we have ours as well, but sometimes you just need that extra stronger medicated shampoo for, for your dog. Yeah, that's true. Now, if they bring that to you, you will use that? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. We will use shampoo that is provided oh, by the pet owner if, if they prefer to use that. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. How important is it for someone to bring their dog in for professional grooming then? Yeah. Um, like if someone says, oh, no, I wash and brush my dog all the time. Yes. We suggest that depending on which breed, um, if you get to the smaller dogs, uh, the fluffier dogs, or even, you know, any sort of doodle, if you want fluffy coat, we suggest to bring them in every six to eight weeks. Mm. Um, but then, you know, you have your Huskies and your Labs and your Goldens. Uh, we always suggest to get them done uh, every season just mm. to help blow out all that coat yeah. um, and get their coat ready for the next season. Um, so, again, it's just breed specific on how many times you should bring your dog in a year. That's a good question. That's actually what I was thinking of. So is there certain breeds that do need more grooming than others? Like yes. the ones that you cut their hair and then there's the ones that... They have like the undercoats that they're blowing. That's right. Like, you know, mine is a half German shedder. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, we yeah. call it little sprinkles of love. The little, f- <laughs> the little first. Yeah. So, is there certain breeds that really need to be groomed more than others? There is. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you get to any sort of any dog that you want fluffy, um, you know, is more maintenance, of course. And um, you know, the shorter you go, the easier maintenance it is. The longer you can. Um, prolong their grooming but we still recommend to come in um every month to get their ears and nails clipped Mm. just to keep those maintained Mm -hmm. um but if you like a short clip then you know you can come in every three months to get to get a haircut so that especially like dogs with the like ears like cocker spaniels their ears right yeah very prone to ear infections um and even dogs uh the double coated and triple coated dogs that i mentioned before uh that should just come in every season. Some of them do have really bad skin issues, like hot spots Mm. um, or any sort of fungal stuff. Um, Some of them have to come in every month for a special medicated bath just to kind of ease the itching or if they're uncomfortable in any way. Um, What's a triple-coated dog? uh, Like Great Pyrenees, Alaskan Malamues. uh, They all have, like, triple coats. Then your double-coated dogs are, you know, your... Golden Retrievers, um, Border Collies. Oh, okay. So there's, like, the really heavy set dogs. Yeah. Um, Akita's triple-coated. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. How long would it take to do a dog like that, depending? Um, It all depends on if it's a short-haired Akita or a long-haired... Or, sorry, Malamu. If it's a short-haired Malamu or a long-haired Malamu. Um. Sometimes it takes us six hours, and then the shorter ones might take us, like, three, four hours. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's (laughs) a lot. And the dog, that's why you were doing all these things to keep them calm, because it's a long time for them. It is a long time, you know, and, and, um, yeah, it's hard for them to stand on their feet all all day, and especially when they get a little bit older, too. Um, We have special mats and stuff that we put down just to help their joints. And uh, we like to give them breaks in between all yeah, the senior I was gonna dogs. Say, yeah, it's to. hard for them. Yeah, I was thinking, and probably for senior dogs, it's probably really nice to have them groomed too, because they can't sort of. Um, sometimes brushing them is doesn't work as well because the owner is afraid to. It's true. Might yeah. hurt them. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's where the blow dryer always comes in nice because <laughs> it's not painful mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to excessively brush uh so the blower will just uh blow out all that coat which ah. which kind of reduces the elbow creeps of well brushing. that's a question i have for you because i saw something you put on your on facebook and you said that you had this picture of this dog and then you had the hair beside it and you said that this um dog had been hand stripping okay what's yes. that so hand stripping is a very um, old way of grooming. Um, so it was back before clippers even came or scissors. So um, it's actually you take a, a stripping knife and you're basically trimming um, or you're pulling the hair out. So it's not painful. You're just pulling the dead hair out so you can um, replenish the hair that's underneath. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so... Uh, I was watching Yorkshire Vet the other night, and um, they had a dog that came in, and they could literally run their hands, and blobs of fur had come mm-hmm. off hair because yes. it had been neglected. Yes. And, uh, oh, yikes. That's, and they said it's just dead, 
It's just dead it's hair. Just dead hair. And pretty much the dog that you would hand strip would be anything wire coated. Uh, um, yeah, this was a wire coated dog. Yeah. So you got your Westies. Um, mm. You can do your Schnauzers, um, your Fox Terriers, mm. your Airedales. Um, so all those dogs would be hand stripped. It's not something we do very often. Um, we get the odd dog that comes in that, that, that gets hand stripped, but we mainly just clip dogs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, oh, I, I did notice that you do a lot of, uh, lab poodles. Yes. Um, do they have, do they have like some special requirement that there's so many of them come in for grooming? Like, do they have to be groomed all the time? <laughs> you know what? They, um... <laughs> They are quite a lot of work. Um, so it seems to be the dog of the century. Um, <laughs> yes. Pretty much every other dog that comes in is some sort of uh, doodle. Wow. And um, I think a lot of people underestimate the amount of work mm. that it is entailed to, to do a doodle. I mean, they usually take us three to four hours My, to do. Really? Yes. Yes. And it's, it's tough, too, because... Um, some of them have still a lot of undercoat mm, and yeah. I find that clipping is, a, is very difficult to, to do, but yeah, they, they are a lot of work. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 They are majority of our clientele. Yeah. Our I, can, doodles. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. When you post your pictures, there's like, it's another one, another one. I know it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then it makes me wonder, there's that many in, in our own area? Yes. That there's that many? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So say someone's never brought their dog in for grooming before. Mm -hmm. Is there something that they should do to prepare the dog for coming in for grooming? If it's a puppy, yes. We tell them to, uh, you know, kind of just run the blow dryer beside them. Not directly on them, but at least for them to get used to the noise. Um, you know, play with their, their toes and their pads and brush at home, do some combing. Just to make it easier for them so they're not completely shocked with what we're doing right. to them. Um, you know, we do get phone calls sometimes. It's an eight, nine-year-old dog that's never been groomed. Oh. Um, so those can be a little bit more challenging. Um, so we make sure we book off enough time slots so we can, you know, take it really slow. We don't have to feel rushed. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of talk them through it because they've never had that before. And they're wondering what we're doing to them. Why yeah. are you blowing this air on me and <laughs> clipping my hair off? And Yeah. Um, so, so do you recommend puppies coming in for grooming? We do, yes. We highly recommend um, puppies to come in between like 8 and 12 weeks of age. Uh, so we have what's called a puppy package. Oh, nice. Uh, so you come in. Uh, it's a great introduction package. We just do a bath. We clip the nails. If your dog requires any trimming, we just trim around the eyes, the sanitary area, and the paws just to get them used to the whole the whole process of grooming. Um, so they come in maybe two, three times, get some puppy packages, and then we can do an all-over haircut if they prefer. I see. Yeah. So, um, so when they actually arrive here... Right. They, they drop, they just, they let your, they bring the dog in and then they basically take off, right? Yeah. So you, they don't stay here at all. No. Um, I think it's a good, a good experience for the owners to leave just to kind of have that separation. Um, you don't want the dog to get separation anxiety. So I think yeah. those short little bursts of separate, um, them being separated, yeah, I idea. think it's a good idea. Um, and most of the time when the owners stay, the dogs constantly want to pull yeah. towards the owner and it ends up making it more stressful. Um, so it's good just to drop the dog off, um, 
leave it up to the professionals. We'll make it a great experience. And, um, and, and let the groomer and the dog build a relationship yeah, together. That's, that's, that's the really, most yeah. key thing. Yeah. And then if there's little things that, uh, the dog is a bit fussy for, we'll give the owner some homework to work out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see where you're going there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. Cause we know that even with nail clipping that sometimes they're just like kids, you know, they, they'll behave much better for yeah. the groomer than it's they true, will. It's true though. Yes, I know. People yeah. are always so shocked. Like, we can't believe how fast you got the nails yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, well, guess what? Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's so weird, eh? Yeah. yeah. But they feel the confidence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. They they know mom and dad are nervous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they want to leave it to the professionals. They hop up on the table like a pro and yeah. they just kind of hand us their paw. Aw. <laughs> just, oh. Have you ever had a dog that you just couldn't groom? You know, once, once in my entire really? career. Once. Once. Yes. Whoa. Yes. And um, it's not that I didn't um, want to. It was just unsafe. It was to the point where it was just unsafe for the dog. We were scared that he was going to hurt himself. He was just too fearful. Really? Um, so, and this was actually not that long ago. So I'm kind Ooh. of hoping that... Um, the owner does some homework at home and kind of get them used to it. Again, this was another dog that was eight, nine years old, never oh. been groomed. So it was very alarming for the dog to come in and, you know, he hears the dogs barking, he hears the dryer. Oh. So he, I mean, it's totally not the dog's fault. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're going to hopefully try on another day where it's nice and calm. There's nobody else in there and, you know, maybe we can start building relationship. But that has been the only dog. Wow. And you know what? I always suggest if the dog is a little bit nervous, just pop by for a visit. Come and say yeah. hello. We'll give the dog some treats and you leave on a positive note. Just to show them that this is mm. this is a fun place. You get treats yeah. and we leave on a positive note and nothing got done. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. We should yeah. say we should yeah, bring them over just to come in that's and, it. and leave. And say hello, like take them for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good idea. Yeah. Well, if someone wanted to book into the spa yes. um, to have grooming with you and your staff, what's the best way for them to book in with you? We have lots of um, ways you can get a hold of us. We Good. have our shop line. Um, we have email. We have um, Instagram. You can message us through Instagram, Facebook. Um, there's also um, my cell phone number as well on our website, and you can also shoot me a text from there. So... Oh, Any good. which way you can get a hold of us. <laughs> That's a good thing because um, we always get a lot of questions about, um, you know, do you know a good groomer? Well, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and we love that you send them our way. <laughs> <We do. laughs> well, I've, I've, I've learned so much and i um, really enjoyed this conversation because there's so many things about uh, coming to a professional groomer, uh, stylist, and um, all the things that you can do. For the pets, now that you've got all this stuff going on with yep. the daycare and the and that's great yep. um, for the uh, boarding and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And we have such a great team. Everybody has the same energy and we're, we're just all in it together. The girls are wonderful and it just, we, I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I still have the picture. Uh, so just thinking back now. Um, when we first uh, fostered, yep. 
And um, I brought him in here for his first... Well, he'd been bathed before yeah. at the shelter. But he came in and he was in... You hadn't built your new shop yet or anything. And there he was in the tub. And you sent me this picture. And he <laughs> oh, had he's all soapy. He's all soapy. And he's like, here I am in the tub. Big yeah, smile on his face. But <laughs> And his tail was up the yeah. whole time. He was so high. I think yeah. I got more wet than he did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's become a big fan in time over over time now. But yeah. uh, but uh, it's it, it makes such a difference to get that hair out. Oh yes. my gosh, it, it makes a difference. It's you know? true, yeah. Because he, you know, he is half German Shedder, and that undercoat's constantly coming out. Yes. So I think you know for what you guys do. Um, which is, leaves me this question, what do you do with all the hair? <laughs> <laughs> we compost it. Do you? We sure do. That's what it's good to know, eh? Yes. That's because there's tons of it, right? Yes, tons. You can make pillows out of that. You know, we had people come and pick up clean hair and spin it. No. Yeah, yeah. And we've had farmers come and tick, pick up the hair and they put it around their crop fields <gasps> to take to keep out all the um, little pests that like no to come way. and eat people's gardens. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. That's wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. So it gets reused too. So it's great. That's really good. <laughs> like I, I had a samoyed one time, so we were able. You could you could save their fur. Yes. And you can card it and and spin it. And That's right. And knit with it if you wanted to. Yeah. It's one of the furs you can, but yeah. And another thing, too, you can put it in a ball and hang it from the tree, and birds use it to make nests. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I remember someone said put the extra fur in, um, like, an old bird feeder. Mm-hmm. And I tried that, but it got kind of wet and everything in there. But, yeah, yeah if you make it into a ball of some kind, they can take what they need. Take what they need. It's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to leave it on that note. Thank you so much for letting me come and have a chat with you. Yes, thank you so much. I love it. That's and, great. And uh, I'm telling you, everybody, if you need, uh, those of you who are in our area, I know we have listeners from all over the world, actually, but... Um, uh, best thing to do is look into um, the groomers in your area, and I think some of the things that uh, tips that Christine gave today um, about things that you can look into to feel comfortable with your groomer. Um, really good tips there, and those that are in my area, this is the place to call. So um, if you need to get in touch with Christine, obviously you can go onto her website for the spa S P A W. And uh, I'm sure she's going to be taking really good care of your pet. Thanks, Christine. Thank you so much, Val. Well, I really enjoyed my time chatting with Christine. And I think we can all see the benefits of professional grooming and keeping our pets groomed and cleaned and presentable. And I'm aware that not everyone can afford to visit a professional groomer on a regular basis. So in this case, home grooming is just as important. So remember to brush regularly, trim your pet's nails regularly, look in their ears, and always use a pet-appropriate shampoo. Even if you visit the groomer for nails regularly and bathe at home, you are still looking after your pet the best way you can. In my podcast on tips for getting a pet and pitfalls to avoid, one of the things I drew attention to is the expenses incurred owning a dog, and grooming is one of them, particularly with dogs that grow hair. So remember, this needs to be a part of the budget when considering getting a dog, particularly one that needs trimming. 
So that leads me to my pet peeve section. I think my biggest pet peeve with regards to this topic is that we still see some appalling conditions with regards to pets that have loving owners, but they have neglected some very important hygiene and upkeep. We will see owners come in for our monthly charity nail clipping with their dog or cat, and the nail lengths are quite shocking. We know that this pet has not had its nails trimmed in a very long time and we can also see that the dog is not comfortable walking or that the cat's nails are dangerously close to curling under into the paw. Often the owner will say that they just can't manage the pet, that they turn into tigers when they try and do their nails. Well, that may be true, but there is no excuse then not to make an effort to go to a groomer or a vet. Both will gladly take your pet in and get those nails done. Ignoring the problem is not giving your pet the best care. As for mats in long-haired cats and dogs, again, you have to make the effort. And if you can't manage this on your own, you will have to seek professional help. From pet professionals, I mean. Mats can be very painful, and not addressing this really means there is neglect. So, keeping our pets clean and presentable is a reflection on our commitment and pride in being a good pet parent. Grooming and bathing is not only a health issue, but it also bonds us with our pets in yet again another way. Doing your best at home is just fine, but if you have a higher maintenance type dog, remember that professional grooming is going to be part of their upkeep. As well, a good groom with a professional is just like when we go to the salon and a professional washes our hair and gives us a nice cut and blow dry. We feel renewed and pampered. Your pet will feel the same. And feel free to call around and ask questions about a groomer's facility and their philosophies and how they deal with pets that may be reluctant. And again, many thanks to Christine Santon of the Spa Grooming Salon who took the time to chat with me. Christine, in our interview, gave some great tips that can be used to help you choose a groomer that fits with you and your pet. So don't be afraid to ask those questions, because as I say, knowing is caring. Thank you for listening to Val Talks Pets. Please remember to follow or subscribe to ensure that you never miss an episode. To really help the show, please stop by iTunes and rate and review each episode that you find interesting and helpful. And don't forget that you can also email me at val at valtalkspets.com with topics you would like me to address or with any questions you may have. Also, check out my website at valtalkspets.com and let me know what you think and what you would like to see. Thanks for caring!